My fellow Americans, it is I, the ghost of Abraham Lincoln, here to tell you yet again that this podcast is rated E for explicit. Ultimately, ultimately, I think you know that by now. In fact, the last time they hired me to do this, it didn't turn out so well for me. You know, a lot of people uh, underestimate how fragile ghosts are. But I'll tell you, uh, I enjoy a good uh, naughty word or two. I'm not fragile in my sensibilities, if you know what I mean. I can handle the potty talk. And these gentlemen, they bring a great substance to my body. Sick Cemetery! Oh, not again. To another thrilling installment of Go Folk Yourself Podcast, an American podcast. This week we're taking a divergence from our state-centered episodes yep. onto a deep dive into a different folkloric topic. Tonight you've got Brett on the mic, accompanied by Dan. <laughs> Just, Just kidding. kidding. Uh, it's not Dan, he's <laughs> not here. It's Ethan. And Nick. It's going to be a good one, guys. That's yeah. right. You have the top talent of That's GFY right. yeah. talking about stuff you love. Yeah. Yeah, boy. Woo! We've upgraded from, depending on when we release these, this is the A team. That's right. Yeah, it is. A minus, but yeah. still A. Still A. A gentleman's A. A gentleman's A. <laughs> a minus. That's you know, right. Based on all the feedback that we got around our episode about the forest in folklore, right. we decided to take a look at another theme in folklore, mm-hmm. and that turned into something really weird, and I hope that you enjoy this. Yeah. So, come as we take a look at the sea <laughs> in folklore. Bella Lugosi! That was He's pirate! That oh, a, right. That Never was, mind. Yeah, that wasn't... Bella? Sorry. Bella would be like, go fuck yourself, <laughs> podcast. The sea. That was the sea. Oh. Nick, give me your best pirate. Arr, I'm low on vitamin C. <laughs> That's good. Perfect. That's hey, great. Give me orange juice. That's good. I've got the scarf. Scarvy. <laughs> Yeah, it's lonely, all of these boys. <laughs> so we're talking about the sea. What is, you know what? What is the what sea? What is the sea? Well, it's Brett? before B. <laughs> no, it's after B. Good night, everybody. <laughs> Have a good one. So what are What's we? After, after B. B. <laughs> you had one job. <laughs> Jeez. I'm illiterate, everybody. Yep. Victor, my... cut that out. Let's Victor. try it again. Yeah. So what is the sea? What is... It's. Before B. <laughs> Damn it. All right. We'll just roll. We'll with just it. keep it. Yeah. So it's after B or before B, depending on which language. Brett uses the other alphabet. Right. Yeah, the I op- made it myself. Opposite. Old Scratch's alphabet. Old Scratch himself. So what uh, the C, that's not rivers. That's not. It's like a long, big river. <laughs> right. It's not, it's not. So a lake. Which is a stretched out river. Right. Oh, wait, it's, no, that's a it's circular like a river. Pond. Sure. But uh, bigger? 
Right. Yes. So the sea, that would yes. be the Gulf of Mexico. Yeah, that's one of them. One of the seven seas, the Gulf of Mexico. The, the Aegean. The, yep, the, another the Aegean. one. Mediterranean. The Indian. Sea. Right. Pacific. My grade point sea. average in business school. Sea. <laughs> Sorry, Mom. <laughs> so the sea. Yeah. We're talking about the mythos of the sea. Yeah, the allure and the call to the sea. Right. Like Moana. Like yes, Moana. Exactly like Disney's Moana. In fact, let's just knock out Mo- Moana real yeah, quick. Yeah, right now. Like Polynesian travelers. <laughs> uh, it's good stuff. There's a fertility goddess that's yep. great. Love it. Good stuff. Love it. Yeah. That so funny t- chicken. So, I love the chicken. chicken. Kids love it. My, fa- my favorite sea creature, Moana's chicken. funny chicken. <laughs> so where have the once again, Brett made some killer notes. Oh, thank you. Thank you. So we're going to be going off with some notes. So everyone open up your books to Brett's notes. Yeah, I made it all handwritten for everybody because right. I don't know how computers work. Using his imaginary alphabet. That's right. He just right. kept writing the letter C for us. C, 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 C. Oh, wow. Great. I love the C. The C. <laughs> so, yeah, I think what a, a good, interesting topic would be, mm-hmm. as we discuss the forest in folklore and mythology, right. uh, would be to explore a different area of the world. Which is the sea and ocean, because sure. there's a shitload of folklore and superstition and practice, yeah. and, you know, stemming from it. So I figured today, once again, we're going to be keeping it pretty Western. We're going to be talking Europe. Yep. Talking, yeah, that's where my area of expertise is. Right. So that's what the, my research was done. Right. On. The U.S. Uh, we might US, t- England, Europe. Maybe. Yeah. Who knows? We might touch. We might a l- get a little bit to Guam, maybe. Yeah. Maybe. We might maybe. touch about Guam a smidge because we know about that. Yeah. Uh, maybe some Japanese sea stuff. Oh, yeah. There's maybe. some good Japanese stuff there. Yeah. So, so by the West, we really mean global seas. Yeah. 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 So if you're thinking we're going to be talking about Polynesian seas, yeah, we probably won't talk about that a lot. Not yet. But, yeah. you know, depending on how this goes, right. maybe we'll go into it and yeah. do a, you know, sea around the world. So... Just spoilers. See you for, later is what yeah. we call it. That's our new podcast. See yeah, you later. Yeah, yeah. This yeah, is a, so much better than Barbacast. <laughs> Barbacast. <laughs> I miss Barbacast. I do too. <laughs> North right. American theme. Yeah. Uh, also, which is heavily influenced by Western civilization. Of course. So that's got to go into mm-hmm. it because our folklore mythology is based on the continuation of Western that's folklore right. mythology. Yep. Because we're just a byproduct of Europe over here. So you're going to get right. some tie-ins there. Exactly. But what is it about the sea that brings people... You know, mm. curiosity and uh, like maybe a longing or yearning. What do you guys think it is? Nick, you go first. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Um, I think it's it's interesting to think about like the sea as a whole because, I mean, similarly to like we said with the forest, it probably represented a lot of unknown, but more so than the forest almost would be the sense of truly unknown. Like, I don't know what happens beyond my borders. Like, right. oh, yeah, you can yeah. at least kind of trust the forest. Like, there's going to be more earth over there but i mean depending on what time period we're talking about it literally could have been anything i mean sometimes they knew like yeah after this island there's another island maybe however far Mm -hmm. away yeah but depending on where you are maybe there's not maybe Mm -hmm. i just who knows what i'm gonna find out yeah traveling along a coastline yeah safe pretty you know reliable you know you know where you are but when you get beyond that where does it go right i i enjoy the the idea of this being the sequel to the <laughs> <laughs> no, the sequel. No, God damn it! I did not even mean that. Uh, to, I did. to the woods uh, episode because unlike the woods with the sea, you can just look out and uh, 
see everything. Yeah. God, you're a fountain I'm of killing it tonight. <laughs> I am. I'm killing it. No, but like the woods, everything is obscured at a certain point. Right. But with the water, you guys have seen the ocean. It's uh, terrifying. It's because, beautiful. Yeah. It's horrifying. But it's just, you can see absolutely <laughs> everything, and yet at the same time, nothing, because it's all oh, yeah. you know, beneath it. It's a like a weird liminal space where like it's mm-hmm. inhospitable, but yet has abundant resources. Right. Or at least used to. Yeah, and now it's filled with garbage. Oh, but, oh, 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 oh man, yeah, we'll get heavy later. Yeah, but right oh, now, yeah. let's go swimming. Yeah, <laughs> yay! This episode brought to you by Leslie's Pool Supplies. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it's a it's a area that's filled with mystery. It's a thing that is inhospitable, but you can still re- like retrieve resources from. Mm-hmm. It's a place where you can make a living, but can also fucking kill you yeah absolutely immediately it's something that you have to have a healthy respect and boundary for yeah and yet we yeah right yeah exactly it's good yeah what about uh let's see one of your notes here is talking about in mythology yeah of course slash literature holy smokes we've got a lot to talk about there there's a lot to unpack. I mean, obviously, it's something that we've had a intrinsic relationship since, you know, written history. And even oh, before yeah. that with oral history, because people made their livings and uh, used it for trade, used it for food, uh, mm-hmm. literally anything. We've had a very complicated relationship with the sea for as long as there have been people near it, uh, because it's something that you can, again, harvest for fish. You can yep. use it for commerce purposes. You can use it for just travel. Yeah. But at the end of the day, it's something that's unpredictable. And yeah. especially to early people, you know, there's a lot that goes into understanding how the weather is going to be, which yeah. is you can't predict it. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I think when you look at, I mean, through the lens of literally any history textbook or course or anything, there's such a marked difference in human exploration and just like our, our experience really when they go from being like, okay, I kind of stay where I am, you know, maybe I'll be nomadic around the lands, yeah. but like, I don't go out there. Right. And then right. they do eventually. They're like, well, mm-hmm. what if we have these these tools let's you know oh this floats yeah we float on it right i think probably with mythology probably one of the biggest ones the odyssey right Mm -hmm. Uh that's a big one yeah because of the it's man's journey across Mm -hmm. the sea and you know he's uh he's literally accosted pretty much everywhere he goes every time yeah Yeah. and like the whole time he's just like Something new and worse than the last thing that it cost him. Yeah, <laughs> yeah absolutely. And like it's uh, it's the journey to uh, go home yeah. is the, the big theme of that story, mm-hmm. uh, which is interesting because like a lot of times like the sea is seen as like this big high adventure, or at least it is in like later literature. Mm-hmm. But in early mythological sources and early written text, like in the Odyssey, it's a... It's a dangerous thing, yeah. and it's an adversary. But that's kind of thematically true throughout all mythology and literature, mm-hmm. bridging in with the sea, I because th- it's both. Yeah. It's always yeah. going to be both. Yeah, absolutely. It's something terribly mysterious and uh, horrifying. You know, it's interesting because in, in so many different stories about the ocean and the mystery of the sea, is it's often about these creatures that are beneath it. Exactly. That come up and swarm you. Um, And yet, it's also about the water itself. 
the What's temperature, up? the lack of like you're surrounded yeah. by water, but you can't drink it. Yeah, I mean that's fucking it's poisonous to you. Yeah, <laughs> like a, a truly tantalous kind of tale where it's like you have everything, but you have literally nothing. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. I think that is just so bizarre. Yeah, because like with the woods, I mean, the, it's not like the woods are gonna. You know, the woods don't kill you. The woods don't kill What's you. In the woods, kills right. you. Right. <laughs> exactly. But with you know stories of the sea, I mean, it could be a storm, and it would. There's you know, storms in the Odyssey. Yeah. And yeah. Exactly. <laughs> there's. It'd fuck you up. Exactly. And yeah. it's not just you know the sea itself, but it's what lives there. Right. Because there's the beasts. There's the sirens. Uh, yeah. In the, in the Odyssey, that call you to their island to crash on the rocks. Yeah, got those crafty stuff. manatees. Yeah, <laughs> those sexy, damn. fuckable manatees. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then, and then there's the whole what if you know you see another say you're out on the sea and you're sailing your boat and shit and you see another boat that could be another thing that is bad. You know, <laughs> then we're dipping into the flying Dutchman, <laughs> oh shit yeah. like that. Oh, we're gonna get to that. Don't oh yeah, you? God, I love SpongeBob. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So definitely water, scary stuff, folks. Definitely, you know, and it's not just in like. Uh, written mythology too like obviously you've also got mo- a lot of like creation myths do involve the sea as well mm-hmm. uh, yeah. I'm you know like as you guys know practicing occult is polytheist fellow so I do enjoy uh, looking at uh, like mythological origins too uh, beyond you know like what is written down and you've got a lot of, like here I'll give you a good example like in uh, Celtic mythology uh, the sea has a huge part yeah. in how Celtic mythology unfolds because literally the people that settled Ireland had to come there from somewhere it's a fucking island yeah, absolutely. so they came from the sea yeah. so all of their gods have some tie into the sea in the, right. in the beginning Mm-hmm. Uh, and you know when you look at uh, another great example, Greek mythology. I was going to say I find it interesting that all these different cultures are uh, they have these gods tied to the sea. Uh-huh. But I've always felt like with Greek mythology, so many other you know m- mediums try to just match it, where it's like, oh, you have like like heaven god, hell right. god, and then water god yeah. off to the side. And I always thought that was so odd that water god is like. His or her own thing. Why is that? Why do you find that odd? Because you would think that, like heaven, I, heaven doesn't necessarily exist, right? Right. Hell, same way, right? The water is there, right. like you've got it. So and it's it's odd that they put it in the same belief system. That well, it's, it's something that's ever present, though. Mm-hmm. Yep. And in like a lot of polytheist frameworks, especially in like pre-Christian stuff, right? Uh, you know, one of the, one of the main things about the gods involved is that they're limited. First, yeah, of all, that they don't have omnipotent power. Like that's right. a feature of monotheism and not polytheism. They mm-hmm. have their domain that they specialize in, and that's it. Exactly. Yeah. And if you're in an island nation, like. Mm-hmm. Ireland, like the Greek Isles, right? Uh, it's an ever-present thing. So, like, yeah. you may not. You're obviously, if you're a desert-locked country, you're probably not going to have a sea god. No. You may have a god of rain, but not the sea, because that yeah. may be a foreign concept to you. Mm-hmm. And but it's something that like touches you and interacts with you. So, propiti- or like you know, like trying to appease it uh, through practice and forcing good luck through offerings and things like that. Yeah, not to me super weird right and like you know you think in like greek mythology you've got poseidon his domain is the sea yeah and uh it's somebody to me it makes sense that you would want to give offerings to that person right were you to try to ensure a safe journey yeah absolutely especially if you look at it through like put yourself in their shoes Mm -hmm. where okay i'd know I know a few things. I know there's something that had to give us the the beginning and something right. like a, a positive end. So some whatever the heaven equivalent would be. 
and then you have you know the hell equivalent so you've got you know you've got your zeus you've got your hades and then these are both things that they're like we're confident they're there but we don't know them we don't really have control over them so like brett said like you know that's sort of the idea of appeasing them and the keeping them pleased i mean in that same vein if you're in the greek isles you're looking around and so much of your livelihood is going to be dependent on the ocean and you can't see what's going on. Yeah. Like they're yeah. obviously not diving more than what, 10 feet, 20 feet. Right. So, However, literally you long, you can hold your breath. Right. <laughs> yeah. So they can't see what's going on below and they know that some storm is waiting to just wreck their ships or something. So to them, it's as mysterious as mm-hmm. a heaven or a hell. So That's like a good to point. me, yeah. like I kind of thought about it through that lens. Cause I used to be, all about it like when i was learning about it first in school mm-hmm. um like it was just fascinating to me that like you said like so many of these gods have like their domains like you look at like an aphrodite or yeah. you know whoever and you're like She's okay still tied to the sea too. Yeah. yeah you know you're like i see where these are coming from these are things that they're interacting with but then you see almost the top tier gods if you were to put it like smash characters <laughs> um, <laughs> so you've got the heavy hitters where you're like yeah i see why they're why they're the top tier and then you think about like Poseidon and you're like yeah that has a yeah. lot of bearing on their life and they have literally no control over it god that's true yeah, yeah. and like it, pretty much every uh religion that it, or pre-christian like polytheist religion that has like a touch to the sea mm-hmm. has their own version of like a sea god yeah or, and a lot of times like their domains overlap so like in celtic mythology you have Mananan who is the god of the sea. Oh. And it's pretty cool. They actually have like, there's a modern day statue to him oh. uh, that you can look up. So if you guys are interested in that, you can find that using Bing. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> just Bing it. Yeah, just Bing it. Uh, he is a, uh, part of his you know feature set is that he is in a seaborne chariot that actually rides over the waves. What? Yeah, so like horses plus the sea. Yeah. Pretty common tie-in, you know, right. like with the waves coming in, crashing like Kelpies the sea. or whatever. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Kelpies, great example of like a water-based folklore monster. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you've got in like the Norse pantheon, you've got mm-hmm. Njord, uh, who is, again, like the, like the god of the sea, uh, which is fantastic. He also kind of covers seafaring, fishing uh like agriculture fertility because again there's things from the sea that promote that uh which is interesting even though it's like something that would you know you would think be kind of poisonous to it but the things that come out of the sea yeah very nutrient rich <laughs> so right it all kind of goes all kind of goes together huh. even yeah. in like our own more modern folk tales if you will like i mean looking through comic books you have namor you know the submariner you have um <laughs> aquaman like all of these People like you I know, did not expect you to lead with uh, Nemoor. Nemoor was the sub. The submarine sub- is Marvel's Aquaman, yeah. right? Oh, I didn't know like, they had their own Aquaman. Oh, of course. Yeah, he fits right into the mythology where they're like his. I think his dad is Poseidon or something. Yeah, oh, that's up. funny. Uh, <laughs> so they, I mean, we even still tell these kind of mm-hmm. stories. They're they're very different, and we don't look at it in the in that tangible sense. But they're still larger than life characters that we kind of look to i mean hell aquaman just had a movie that did really really well that's true yeah yeah <laughs> i've seen that one it was enjoyable it had the man from game of thrones in it it did jason Memo. <laughs> yeah i actually haven't seen that i don't even know if that movie's out yet yeah, well. um yeah it came out <laughs> yeah, last year yeah or nice. early this year or something like that Brett, super behind on the comic book movies <laughs> as always as per <laughs> usual yeah of course <laughs> But like, you know, like the themes of the sea's importance don't just stop with mythology, you know, Mm -hmm. it goes 
from you know like oral tradition into written tradition and there's like themes of discussing the sea as like a thing all the way up into like you know present day obviously included but you've got uh stories from like the middle ages where it's still part of the human experience yeah uh for those arthurian nerds out there oh yeah oh yeah i know you're out there <laughs> and you know, i know you listen to this shit uh, <laughs> you guys there. there's actually a sir tristan story uh, from the romance of Tristan and, Is- and Isilt, uh, where he goes to find the lost land of Lioness, uh, which is said to have sunk into the sea. Oh. So I don't know if you guys like have heard of that one, but no, it's like kind of like an Atlantean story, yeah. but tied into the Arthurian romantic cycle. So that's that's kind of cool. That is cool. Yeah, I, uh, I, that's one of those that I actually forgotten. I'm actually a huge Arthurian nerd. Yeah, uh, and love reading that stuff. Like it's part of like something that I like. You know, like when you were saying Nick that you got into mythology through like you know Greek gods. I got into mythology through the Arthurian myths. That's actually really cool. Now I'm gonna have to read that. It's great. Yeah. Uh, if you nice. like Greek mythology, you probably enjoy the Arthurian stuff. It's, it's very heavily Christian lensed, uh, but it's still very enjoyable. And if you guys like things like Game of Thrones, or, Game of Thrones, yeah, or Never anything, heard of it. <laughs> anything in pop culture that is like fantasy based, yeah, Arthurian themes tie in, and it's cool to see that the sea ties into that too. I dig uh, it. Yeah, so you got your medieval tie in there. And then, obviously, as you get it, you know, past the age of exploration, uh, you start uh, getting into like the age of enlightenment, nineteenth century. Mm-hmm. Huge literary themes there, yeah, because that was like you know, the using the sea is a vessel for now connecting the old world to the new world. Right, it's literally the only way that these areas can talk to one another. Yeah, is by using the ocean, and uh, it's something very dangerous, obviously. Uh, because traveling across, you know, half the fucking globe in a <laughs> boat, yeah, <laughs> that has every powered by wind, by w- yeah, <laughs> exactly, yeah. is uh carrying everything that you need to not die, yeah, is dangerous. That's super dangerous. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. And like, I wouldn't want to do that today. No, God, no. <laughs> Let alone whenever, uh, you know, you a couldn't predict the weather and. Be freezers. I had no idea where you were going. Essentially, using like stars and landmarks. to navigate. Absolutely, Uh, it's easy to see how the different mythos could come out of uh, could come out of that. Yeah. Uh, Do you have any? Is there any particular like book or story that comes to mind for you relating to this? Kind of moving into like a literary theme. Uh, the one I always think of is the Flying Dutchman. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> the Flying Dutchman immediately. <laughs> yeah. When it when it comes to stuff like that, it is because Wagner wrote this opera called of The Flying. Of course, Dutchman. you have a music yeah. tie-in, and it's fucking good. And I like I like the idea of a ghost ship. I've always loved. Yeah, of course. Like, like uh, you remember Wind Waker, Legend yeah. of Zelda, Wind Waker. Yeah. There was the ghost ship you'd occasionally see that blew my yeah. mind as a kid. Yeah. Plus, being from Florida, it was always interesting hearing about different uh, right. ghost ships and things like that. It's it's interesting. Like the theme of the ghost ship is like a nearly universal. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is nearly universal, and it pops up over and over again in I, all these. I, I read a very interesting uh, article a couple, mm-hmm. actually, probably a couple of weeks ago now. That was kind of trying to explain like yeah. the origins of the ghost ship. Oh, and cool! Did, did you know that there is a type of mirage that is in effect on the open ocean involving a ship near the horizon line 
which actually makes the ship appear above the horizon line. Oh, like shit. Like floating over like it? Like floating above it because huh. it's the way that the light reflects off of the water. Wow. And it's something that people like have seen historically and before like science. So, th- yeah. <laughs> I could see them going like, oh, fuck. Oh, fuck that shit. We ain't going over there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's that fucking ghost ship. Oh, no. <laughs> no. I've heard about that. <laughs> Not going anywhere near that We're guy. just going to go ahead and turn hard starboard. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's right. I that's think. right. Because port is left. <laughs> yeah, there's four, four letters. letters yeah, in port. <laughs> Look at us. Regular old yeah. salt. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm something of a pirate myself. I'm a bit of a sea dog. <laughs> yeah. So, so, yeah, probably ghost ships. Ghost ship, I, that's where you go? Yeah, I, I point to the Flying Dutchman immediately, but yeah. the concept of ghost ships I always thought tied in with horror oh, and yeah. uh, sea really well. Oh, yeah. yeah. How about you, Nick? Where, where's your head go to when you're thinking of, like, the ship in like stories like that. If not the Odyssey, then usually like the old man in the sea. Okay. Yeah. You, go, you go to modern 20th century literature. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. I can get up on some Hemingway. Dog. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's a good one. Yeah. What, what, what about you, Brett? Oh gosh. You know, um, Hemingway was probably going to be my, my choice mm-hmm. as well. Yeah. Uh, but uh, there's always something to me about like 19th century early 20th century i my head goes immediately to jules verne yep yeah, uh, yeah absolutely with like yeah 20,000 leagues under the sea mm-hmm. uh you know being in the nautilus exploring half of that book really fucking boring the other <laughs> because it's like a <laughs> jerk off experiment and explaining what you can see using <laughs> how, how many fucking fish and things jules verne knew because he's like, hey, look at how fucking smart I am as he strokes himself. Yeah. To his look, audience. I read an encyclopedia. <laughs> I'm a fucking genius. See, here's a fish and there's a fish. And, and I can tell you it's whole taxonomic <laughs> name. But and I will. Fish is fish. Yep. <laughs> but like the concept of like having a an underwater vessel that could travel like great distances and depths at a mm-hmm. time where you couldn't. Yeah, is just fascinating to me with like crazy weird steampunk technology. Yeah, that kind of moves into the steampunk thing, yeah. with, uh, which then goes into like uh, this is jumping way ahead, but yeah. Bioshock. Yeah, I thought it was Ooh, really good. interesting because it's oh yeah, you're surrounded by this thing that could kill you at any moment. Right, but... the mythos of Bioshock is so good. Yeah, that I whole th- there's a whole other thing we could do with That's just a whole back. episode of <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> video game mythology. So, uh, so Brett. What about uh, sea monsters? Sea monsters, sea monsters, tons of sea monsters yeah. out there. Uh, my, if I had to pick all-time yeah. favorite bad guy sea monster, <laughs> yeah, uh, got to be uh, Jormung Deer from Norse mythology. What is? I don't know who yeah, that is. That one's the, a new one for me. The world serpent. What? So, yeah. So uh, in Norse mythology, uh, Loki. Is a shapeshifter, as right. you guys know from mm-hmm. watching the Marvel Cinematic Universe <laughs> or general knowledge of Norse I, mythology, which is where my understanding of Loki comes from. <laughs> right, Tom Hiddleston, of course. And yeah. there's one thing that he loves other than pranking folks, and it's fucking weird things. <laughs> yep, yeah, that's, that's in the movies. Too. <laughs> yep. Is that in the movies? Does yeah. Like fucking weird oh, things? Oh, yeah. And Thor. Loki and that night in the sea. Yeah. So he, uh, it's a short. He actually. It's disgusting. It's horrible. Yeah. All right. So he fathers a a, a worm uh, as a worm Fuck. himself. And oh. so it, it actually it grows to be like this enormous fucking size. 
and goes to the bottom of the ocean where it has like unlimited access to food. And it's it's it gets to be so big that it actually circles the Earth. Really, and it's one of the uh, heralds of Ragnarok. So the end of the world that the uh, mid it's called also the Midgard oh, Serpent, yeah. uh, you know. and it will eventually be the thing that kills Thor. Oh, so it. like there's like stories of Thor mm-hmm. fishing to try and catch him and drag him up from the bottom of the ocean because he's the strongest deity yeah. and is the only thing capable of doing that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so in Ragnarok, Thor will actually kill the Midgard Serpent, but it will in turn kill him. In Ragnarok, Thor gets a really cool haircut. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he does look good with that haircut. He really does. I'm not I, even upset. I like short hair Thor more than long hair Thor. Oh, yeah. yeah. But not as much as fat Thor. <laughs> fat Thor <laughs> gives me hope. Yeah. I like fat Thor. So that, that's where my head goes with that. How about you, Nick? Favorite sea monster? There's so many. I mean, like, I know everybody wants us to be like the Loch Ness Monster because it's right up the alley of this show. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, to a degree, I kind of love it. I mean, it's one of the most non-monster monsters we have, like, in our realm and in our repertoire. Yeah. But the the amount of, like story inspiration and just like the way it has like really reached literally everybody is really really cool to me i mean no matter how you know sideshow-esque it becomes it's just really cool that it is so wide-reaching and that everybody has something yeah they can relate to it yeah whether it's uh, an ancient talking about loch ness monster yep yeah Yeah. talking uh it's like an ancient dinosaur that's hung around yeah stuff like that it's fascinating. It. It's like really it captures the popular imagination. Mm-hmm. Like it's like Europe's Bigfoot, you know? Yeah. <laughs> oh, so true. That's yeah. That is their Bigfoot. Yeah. Because like everybody's got one, right? And I mean, like everybody's got one Bigfoot. You know? One Bigfoot, one lake monster, one sea monster, something. Like yeah. In the in the unknown realms, you know, right. where these things are said to have lived, and like you know, the Bigfoot is to the forest what the fucking Loch Ness monster yeah. is to the sea. Yeah. <laughs> like you can talk about, like you go back to New York, Vermont, you have Champ and mm-hmm. you're like, okay, cool. It's a, it almost reads like, oh, we want a water monster too because yeah, hey. there's not like a ton about it. It's just like, we have a water monster and then Vermont's <laughs> like, no, we have that water monster and it's just kind of like that tug of war but yeah. the Loch Ness monster is something so much bigger. Yeah. Um, both in size and in, you know, Folklore. reach. Yeah, that's yeah. true. And uh, one of the one of the things that I like about like sea folklore also, mm-hmm. and this is uh, this is something that's always been something. Speaking of things that capture the imagination, yeah, uh, the the concept of like the pirate is oh, so always true. present oh, in I anything love it. involving yeah. the ocean mm-hmm. because that's where like childlike imagination immediately drifts to, or at least with me, uh, is talking about like the mythology and like the larger than life outlaw of the pirate. Yeah. Yeah, and it's it's just it's such a good like, even though they were they were definitely criminals and probably definitely deserve to be hung. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah, who didn't you know? Right, yeah. but like the idea of like a weird democratic, like truly democratic society, yeah, absolutely <laughs> on a boat. Oh, it's great, and pirates are just so they're so fun. You know, yeah. it's like doesn't make a lot of sense, but right. in a way it it does because it's like oh they live on the ocean and they. They go steal stuff from the, yeah, the monarchy or other merchants. Yeah, and it's like, oh, so they're Robin Hood of uh, kind of like sea people. Yeah, <laughs> but like you know, like whenever you like attack a boat, 
Yeah. If you take all their shit, those people are probably going to die. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they're dead. Definitely. Yeah. I mean, even in like American history, you have John Paul Jones, one of the most oh, shit, pirate yeah. motherfuckers yeah. you can think of. And then That's we're true. like, do you want to lead our Navy? And he's like, sure. And then he goes, ah, fuck ye. And then he leaves. <laughs> <laughs> That's so true. Is it, uh, wh- oh, shit. What is, he has a very famous quote, doesn't he? Uh, I bet John I can Paul- find it. Let me see. Oh, God. He's got, John Paul Jones is a very interesting yeah historical figure like we've got like american history mm-hmm. plus the navy is like laced with us being like you know what you're a fucking pirate but like we're kind of new we're also you, rebels so like why do not you, do you yeah. want to work with us <laughs> the pirates are like yeah fine like mm. uh fucking uh the pirate that took over new orleans yes <laughs> john lafoot absolutely <laughs> like, so I, good. I really feel like pirate pirates and the navy in general don't get enough credit when it comes to American history. Oh, yeah. Like, I mean, our Navy was important because the, we have a yeah. border ocean. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So the only reason we Two were... Two of them, really. Yeah, the only reason we were able to, like, successfully rebel right. from Europe, essentially, is we knew they had to sail across a fuck-all ocean. <laughs> and we That's didn't. actually what it says in our American yeah. history books. <laughs> and, and so King George III had to send his dudes across the, the fuck-all fuck ocean. <laughs> and, like, we essentially had unlimited supplies because they <laughs> we have this huge fertile land and France was willing to trade with us. So we yeah. were like... You know, fucking come out of England. Yeah. Did you know that in 1923, FDR mm. wrote a screenplay about John Paul Jones <laughs> and sent it to the founder of Paramount Pictures, who politely rejected it? No! What? <laughs> what? Thank you very much. Yes, I loved your grandfather as well, but we're going to bin this. <laughs> Fuck. What? I would love to get my hands on that screenplay. You said FDR. Right? Literally Franklin Delano Roosevelt. In his what? spare time, wrote a fan fiction screenplay <laughs> about in, John Paul Jones. In 23, he was probably still in the... It was six d- years before he took office. Right. He was in politics then. Yeah, so How did the fucker have oh, enough sorry, time? That was when he was... It was in between his time as the assistant secretary of the Navy yeah. and him becoming the 44th governor of New York. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so in between, in between had a summer off. It was a nine-year stretch. So after three years into that nine-year stretch, he was like, man, I really loved being in the Navy. What if I wrote something about John Paul Jones? And he goes, I, I'm going to do that. Then I'm going to become the longest last I president. I bet his wife was just so supportive of that. I bet she was like, you know what? Fine. You know what, honey? Yeah. You know, no one asked you. for a screenplay yeah. about John Paul Jones. But but here it is. Hey, and yet. You know what? I, I choose to support you in this. Right. You know what? You don't do a lot of artistic things. That's right. Try it out. Eleanor was you're, like, fucking do it, man. You're fucking operational minded. I get why boats appeal to you. Yeah. <laughs> like, I get it. I understand this. Um, Wild. <laughs> before we go on, I just want to say special shout out to Cthulhu. Oh, yeah. Oh, so true. Of course. Lord of the Deep. That Please himself. don't kill us. Because <laughs> he just, you go nuts by looking at him. Yeah. That's wild. I, I love that whole mythology because it's like you've got space tie-ins, yeah. but like the closest thing that we have to space in our world is the ocean. Yeah. The and exact I was going to say that, but I couldn't tell if that was stupid no. or not. No, it's it, not. Because <laughs> it sounds so weird to say that, but it's true. This great, big, mysterious thing, and it's the closest thing to space we have and yet it's the exact opposite of space right which is like the absence of anything yeah and you know but it's still like the hostility of right. the atmosphere or i guess in space's case the lack thereof yeah it's yeah. still <laughs> very similar and a, 
I read, uh, whenever I think of sea mythos in general, I think of this person I worked with back in high school who kept talking about mermaids and how mermaids could totally exist because was we he a sailor? He wasn't. <laughs> just making sure. Just a, a fan of the ocean. <laughs> he was just a fan he of the ocean. He just really liked the Little Mermaid. But he said, he loved the Little Mermaid. I'm just well, saying, man, those shells like they got to It was incredible, right? So, um, <laughs> how do they stay on her boobs? Huh? How do they do it? It's magic. Um, no, he, I, I used mer- I used Mermaid because he had watched a documentary. Basically pitching that mermaids could exist. Is it the Animal oh, Planet mockumentary? I don't know. God, I, God, God, I, I hated that was. shit. But it, it was one of those. It was one of those like yeah. that. But we've only discovered or explored like three or four percent of the ocean. Yep. And that was their argument for like any of this could potentially exist. I mean, it's a, I don't know it, so why couldn't it be real? Pretty well, far-fetched because, argument. Oh, it's a terrible it argument. have little <laughs> legs to stand on, but yeah. <laughs> but I've always loved that idea where it's like, well, we don't know shit about the ocean, so yeah, Atlantis? Sure. Cthulhu? Sure. Why not? We Mermaids? don't know about the ocean. It could have laptops down there. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it probably does. Let's be real. And so that, that's what I always think of with a yeah. sea mythos is... Yeah. Potentially all of this could be real. I mean, probably not, but, but who knows? At this point, surely our sonar radars would have picked up something. I, I, I would, don't call me Shirley. Ah. <laughs> you know, like we didn't even touch on like the sunken city aspect of it. Yeah. Like obviously you've got like the Atlantean mythology. Oh, which so. is a whole other yeah. That's a whole pot of crazy right there. It is. <laughs> and, <laughs> Absolutely. Uh recorded in like Greek history as having existed and people trying to find it. With their mm. treasures and everything, and then, like, there's just so many mysterious things to it. Like, you know, like you have like the fucking Bermuda Triangle. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. This, the very concept of the sea, since our planet is primarily ocean, right? Is it seems like just a fucking garbage pile of magic, weird folklore shit that you can just kind of throw at the ocean. Yeah, because like the Bermuda Triangle wouldn't really work anywhere else do you guys right. feel like you heard so much about the bermuda triangle <laughs> growing up like i feel like every cartoon had something about it yes. yeah everybody's like, like it flew into the bermuda triangle and then <laughs> and like now i have not heard anybody mention it in so yeah. long what's yeah. up with that why maybe it's boring now maybe they're like oh, actually there's no bermuda no triangle. i've got google earth i can see it right there <laughs> <laughs> The mystery of it. Having an idea that there's like a geographic region where like electronics don't work. Yeah. That's like the pull of it is weird. Ooh, Ooh, your GPS doesn't function right. And we have that. It's called West Virginia. It's West Virginia. (laughs) It's right there. That's right. Anybody on the Sprint network. (laughs) (laughs) You hear me, Sprint? Coming for you. Coming for you. Look at my phone. It must be the Bermuda Triangle. No, Dave, you're in Orlando and you're on Sprint. (laughs) Oh, no. But yeah, I love the Bermuda Triangle, that whole thing. Because you're right. They talked about it so much. It's in like every cartoon. Yeah, where it's like, oh, no, the characters flew into the Bermuda Triangle. Weird things happen. (laughs) And they have like complete amnesia. Even things that are not typically ascribed to it. Like, I feel like anybody, like you said, they threw anything at it and we're just kind of like yeah i mean sure i don't know bermuda triangle man yeah like you you know bermuda shorts i don't like them either (laughs) i I do like bermuda shorts though i get that i bet they'll have a resurgence in like a year or two i bet i'm waiting on that i think i'm gonna dust those off and oh yeah don them (laughs) you know you know what's come back 
and then they've been back for about a year now, maybe two years. Maybe Jinko more. jeans. <laughs> God, <laughs> if only saucy captain's hat as nope. part of an ensemble. <laughs> <laughs> yes, uh, jean jackets. Jean I jackets have, I have one in the closet here. Yeah, I, I can't get, wait till it gets cold enough for me to wear it. Right? And it's Florida, so never. I so bought never. it on super sale. Damn it. I could get a jean jacket. Is that like when you go to Olive Garden? They're like, would you like soup or a sale? <laughs> <laughs> anyway. I want both, Dustin. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you when. Bring, bring them out, Dustin. Um, yeah, Bermuda Triangle. You're right. That was everywhere all the time. Yeah. And now it's gone. I don't know. It's, it's like, it's such a weird template for a story, too. Like, it is. Because it's like, it's equal parts unknown, mm-hmm. known. Yeah. You know that there's dangers, but the dangers are unpredictable. Yeah. It's just this, this uh, God bless you. Thank you. You're welcome. God's bless you. God's Thank bless you. Thank you, Nicholas. Yeah. I appreciate that more. You're welcome. Um, but yeah, it's just this great big mysterious uh, blank, blank canvas. Yeah, like it can be what you want it to be. Yeah. It can be filled with adventure or fraught with disaster. Yeah. It's like where people go to become cannibals. <laughs> <laughs> I want a movie that's Con Air meets National Treasure where Nick Cage is flying into the Bermuda Triangle. We've got to find out what's in the triangle. <laughs> There's something in there and I know it. We're going to find it. It's pretty good Nicolas Cage. Yeah, it's a shared name, so I yeah. had to. Yeah, that's a pretty good one. Yeah. yeah. I appreciate that. I, I get the appeal. Of Nicolas Cage? Uh, yes, of Nicolas yeah. Cage. Plus, he's such a rogue, you know. Yeah. I get it. He's like, he's a is he bald or not? I don't know. <laughs> He's getting there, maybe, but he's been what? getting there since you like know? the eighties. Yeah, what's like, going on? Shitter, get off the pot here. Am I right? Like, <laughs> yeah. So yeah. See, any, any? Sorry. Go ahead. I don't know. Do you I have was, anything? I was just gonna add that you know it's got a, a complex and complicated history with humanity mm-hmm. uh, because it's you know equal parts dangerous as it is romantic, yeah, and useful as it is hostile. Yeah, absolutely. And it's. It's no surprise to me that it plays into mythology through its importance to, you know, like the human experience. Mm-hmm. And then it also makes sense as a theme in literature. Yeah. Uh, because it's a way that people have made a living for, you know, as long as we've been near it. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Had boats or fishing nets or whatever. Yeah. And it, I, I get its place. But it's mm-hmm. something that deeply terrifies me. Absolutely. And I think that's like, it's so reflected in so many, I mean, like huge sayings. And even now, like we still have people in contemporary time that talk about, like, this is not just something where it's like early people or, you know, even a couple hundred years ago. Like, this is not relegated to them. Like, it's something we still grapple with and talk about. You know, you look at like Jacques Cousteau, the sea, once it casts its spell, holds holds one its net of wonder forever. I- that's a like always solid quote, quote. Yeah. Jacques Cousteau. Yeah. And you know, like he also had a really good quote, and I'm gonna mm-hmm. I'm gonna paraphrase this, which is some men love the sea, but I fuck the sea. <laughs> <laughs> That's Euron Greyjoy. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Uh, he says make love, but I oh, thought right. Yeah. <laughs> it's much more pirate to say it that yeah. way. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, and like that's like one of our like most recognizable like modern explorers yeah and exploring the places that we don't go and i guess Mm -hmm. that that's part of the the whole experience with the sea is it's a place where we don't belong yeah but we as humans 
we go places where we don't belong. Yeah. Because. <laughs> like Washington, D.C. Yeah. yeah. That's right. Like the places that are most inhospitable to us, there's just some call to. to yeah. Go see what's there. Yeah. God damn it. And I think that's the most human thing of all. Yeah. Which is the, the curiosity mm-hmm. and the desire to see for yourself. Yeah. Absolutely. Do you think that's why we have so many songs related to the sea? Yeah. yeah. I think that's gotta so. That's got to be it. Especially yeah. like sea shanties. I know, Brett, you're a huge fan. Love them. They're amazing. Yeah, they're Makes great. Me very thrilled to do work. Yeah. <laughs> like moving ropes and yeah. bit of hard T- biscuit. Tying knots. <laughs> oh, tied so many knots. Cutting the sleeves off my shirt and wearing my saucy captain's Woo! hat. Looking good. Wearing a bandana. <laughs> Bermuda tied, shorts. Tied around my neck. <laughs> tied around my neck. Keeps the sweat from touching the rest of my neck. <laughs> Strip a zinc right across yeah, my nose. Just, just mm. living my best life. That's right. Blow the man down, huh, boys? <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Oh yeah. Oh man, we we covered a lot. I think we really did. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah. we got it. Yeah. Any. I- I think there's a lot more to it, and I think that's kind of the best part about these episodes. Mm-hmm. It ends up being like a really good intro because, like, the more we talk about it, the more I'm like, there's so much more to like uncover. Yeah. Oh yeah, Absolutely. especially with like America in the sea. Yes, you know, you know, being that we are from sea to shining sea. That's right. And oh. our basically national anthem. That's <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That is yeah. Very true. Yeah. Any uh, any closing things that you wanted to add to this discussion closing arguments closing arguments see yay or nay uh one thumb up one yep. thumb down one thumb up because god there's so much to learn about it yeah one thumb down because everybody has a problem with sharks yeah that's just it's something real quick i can give that plug sharks are not that deadly they're not like they're really not you have a lot more of a likely chance of getting like hit by a car struck yep. by lightning anything else jaws is a movie folks yep it's just a movie they're not that bad. They're not that bad. That's what I would... I'd give one thumb up and another thumb up. Two thumbs up. Two thumbs oh, up good. in the C? C. Would, C. Great would stuff. go? Would go. Would talk about going more than go. Nine ten would go in the water. Yeah. One thumb up for storytelling aspect. One thumb down for actual doing yeah, it. Yeah, absolutely. Terrified of the sea. Oh, it's... Yeah, absolutely. I just ate and I don't want to have a cramp. Yeah, I don't... Absolutely yeah. not. Yeah. Here, I'll, I'll give you one of my favorite sea quotes from James Conrad. The sea has never been friendly to man. At most, it has been the accomplice of human restlessness. Shit. And I think that that really encapsulates the feeling of exploration and adversarial relationship that we have yeah. to it. Cautious reverence. Yes. Yeah. Because if you're not afraid of the sea, good luck because it's going to fucking kill you. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. That's my favorite quote. Yeah, that's that's an Irish one. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> All right, play us out. All right, guys. If you like this one and want to hear more sea stuff, well, we've got more notes to come. We'll probably do a second episode on this. Yeah. So if you like what we do here, please follow us on Apple Podcasts. Engage with us on our social media platforms. You can find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. If you extra like what we do and you want to talk to us after hours, feel free to join our Patreon. For the low, low price of $1, you get cool content. You can talk to the content creators. We've got some really dank memes and stupid shit that we talk about. So if you all like that, come play with us in Discord. There's all sorts of weird stuff happening there. And the more you give us, we've got some really cool little perks, like some maybe swag you can wear. Check it out on our Instagram. You'll get to see what it looks like. 
modeled in my own studio. Mm, oh. On my backpack. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. We are men of impeccable taste and limited means. So, <laughs> so please give us money. Please. We're but so if poor. not, it's okay. Honestly, just liking the show and talking about it with your friends, that is one of the coolest things you can do for us because that's how we spread. Like Word of mouth is the most priceless currency you can give us. Exactly. If you like what we do and you have that one other weird friend that probably would like this, tell us or tell them about us. Don't tell us about don't them. Don't tell us about them. Well, we don't I have a know. friend named James. He's My pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, he loves you guys monsters. Would like him. He likes monsters. Monster. <laughs> That's for the Space Jam episode coming up. Yes. <laughs> Stay tuned. Space Jam coming up. All right. Well, I think that'll about do it for the C, y'all. So. See you later. <laughs> See y'all later. Damn it, Nick. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I couldn't resist.